In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Extra 106.3 would like to welcome you home. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show with Jim Niarcos and Dan Watkins, only on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos, and we, we hope you have a good week. And we just want to remind you to uh, download the Extra 106.3 FM app to be able to stream us 24-7, 365 days a year. Uh, you can listen to it, the All Four Seasons Home Show, anytime you want, out on the podcast, Google, Apple, and Spotify. We have a whole catalog of shows, every subject, you, you name it, we've had it on the show every week. So it's a, it's a fountain of information. Now, you know, this week is a very important show, and it's kind of close to my heart because, you know, we all love animals. I know I do. And... Uh, and they're just a very uh, special place in our heart, and they, they enrich our lives, and they're just a lot of fun, and they're, they're, they're great to have. They're actually a part of our family. That's the way most of us look at it. And it doesn't make any difference what kind of pets you have. That you know, we, we love them all. So we thought this week it would be good to have a great show with an expert, with, a, with a, uh, one of the most revered veter- veterinarians in Metro Atlanta, somebody who's been around a long time, everybody loves him. We welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show, Dr. Stephen Fairchild of Sprayberry Animal Hospital out in East Cobb. Dr. Fairchild, welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show. Good to be here, sir. Well, it's good to have you here. We know, we know how busy you are. You've been my vet for, oh, many, 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 many years, and I know every time we're there, you guys are just uh, full of wonderful uh clients and patients and uh so for you to come out here and take time to uh give our audience some good tips and advice we really appreciate it but i'd like to start off by maybe you giving a short bio on yourself a little bit about your background how you decided to become a veterinarian and the genesis of of, uh, sprayberry animal hospital okay um well um my grandfather was a veterinarian and uh graduated from the uga in 1931 and uh, used to visit him all the time. He li- lives. He used to live in a little town called Montezuma, Georgia, in the, uh, middle Georgia. And he uh, did a lot of uh, uh, relief vet ver- there uh, when he retired. And so every time we would visit him, uh, I used to go on calls with him, and uh, we'd see cattle and horses, occasional dog and cat. And uh, one day I was talking with him, and I said, "You so you did this for a living?" And uh, and this is so much fun. He goes, yeah. And he said he really enjoyed it. And so I kind of got the bug, too. And so figured that uh, I was going to go ahead and follow in his footsteps. Um, so I uh, uh, started, uh, went to UGA, uh, uh, the College of Veterinary Medicine, graduated in 1985. And um, uh, practiced in a, a county, a Habersham County up in northeast Georgia. Uh, for about 18 years and did uh, large and small animals. And then uh, in the early uh, 2000s, uh, moved to uh, Marietta, uh, started uh, practicing at, a, uh, got, well, got hired at a Sprayberry Animal Hospital and uh, started practicing there and have uh, been there since. Well, it's it's quite of inspiring. You know, like you said, your grandfather was a veterinarian and he, he inspired you. I mean, uh, that, that's a wonderful story. And I'm sure he, I'm sure he was proud to see you become a veterinarian. 
Oh, very much so. It's, that's how we um, used to talk all the time on the phone. Sometimes I'd have a case that would stump stump at me, and then uh, we'd talk about it. And I even remembered um, uh, when late in his years he had uh, developed Alzheimer's uh, disease, and um, a lot of times he couldn't recognize people, uh, places, things. Uh, but if I started talking about veterinary medicine, he just became lucent, um, and he's, we'd start talking about things, and his memories came back. And um, so it was. Uh, Isn't that amazing? Very That's, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you. I'm sure you miss him. But um, and and Sprayberry Animal Hospital has been around a long time. Uh, when did they start over there, and how did that how did that start? Who 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 started that? And uh, I know that it's uh, quite quite well known in the area and uh, highly respected and very busy over there. Everybody everybody trusts Sprayberry Animal Hospital because you folks just do a wonderful job in every way, all dimensions of of a veterinary clinic, animal clinic. Well, um, uh, Dr. Scott Richter uh, started the clinic back in 1978 when he got out of vet school. And um, uh, just with a, a very, he's uh, just a warm, caring person, a great vet, a good people person, and um, just loves what he does. He's uh, also, uh, he's retired, and now he is near uh, Eatonton in Putnam County, and he's got a, works part-time at a small animal hospital there. But he started the uh, veterinary hospital and has uh, hired lots of veterinarians, and uh, and it grew and grew, and uh, you know, uh, like I said, it became a very, very uh, reputable uh, veterinary hospital just because of the good medicine they uh, practiced. And uh, when I moved to this area, I uh, uh, got an interview to talk with Dr. Uh, Rector. I was looking for a job, and uh, just uh, it was very fortuitous. I was able to uh, somebody was leaving, and so they needed a new another vet. And so I started there, and um, things have gone well since. It's been a great home, right? Very great. Very great. And I know that over the years, because you've been there for so many years, uh, uh, y- y- the name Dr. Stephen Fairchild and Sprayberry Animal Hospital has become synonymous. I mean, well, you've, sure done, you've done <laughs> quite a bit to uh, carry on his legacy and uh, the wonderful reputation that the clinic has. It does have a good reputation. We've got uh, great staff, um, great uh, people that work there up front. We've got... Uh, really good technicians. They're all really dedicated to, you know, animal health and caring. Um, and um, quite a few of them have adopted animals from there uh, that, you know, could be taken care of uh, or, uh, you know, were relinquished to us. Um, so, and then the veterinarians are top-notch. Um, we've, uh, we've got some older veterinarians and we've got some new ones. And so we, you know, the older ones like me, uh, we've got some experience going on. The new ones bring in a lot of good ideas and a lot of enthusiasm. So mm-hmm. it's a, a great place to work. Well, what does it take, uh, you know, to share with our audience, what does it take to be a veterinarian? Like yeah. you got young people out there that, that love animals. They think it might be a path for them. They're in high school. What, what kind of path do you suggest for them? Uh, what do they need to do? What would be the best path for them? Well, definitely, um, you got to keep your grades up, uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, you, uh, there's a lot of science, uh, some math uh, involved. Um, uh, you've got to have a, a passion for you know taking care of animals and have to have a good, uh, a large degree of empathy to be able to uh, go into any med- medical field, but especially with veterinary medicine, where your patients, you know, really can't communicate with you, uh, and uh, you've got to be able to read them um, not only uh, with you know what you're hearing. Uh, but by watching them and, you know, uh, uh, seeing how they're moving, how their actions are. Um, so that's one of the biggest things you have to have right there. Um, you've got to be cu- curious. You've, uh, you know, it's kind of like a d- doing detective work, trying to 
figure out, uh, you know, different uh, disease processes and uh, uh, the best treatment for the uh, patient and, and also for the owner as well. So. Well, you know, veterinarians have always amazed me because unlike a medical doctor, a medical doctor is dealing with a human being. That's the same type of animal all the time. You don't know whether you're going to be dealing with a dog, a cat. It could be a lizard. It could be a rabbit. I mean, uh, out in the agricultural world, the horses, the cattle, like your grandfather. I mean, I don't know how, and, and they can't communicate. I don't know how you all do it. I mean, I just, I'm just so impressed. I mean, it, it, almost, it almost is supernatural to me that you have to have this innate um, calling and feeling uh, because how do you find out, how do you, how do you take care of these animals and cure them when they can't talk and there's so many different anatomies and types of animals and all. It's just uh, very impressive. Yeah, it's we uh, when you go to vet school, you do have to work on more than one uh, species. So you look learn about dogs, cats, horses, cattle. Um, um, later on, then if you're in vet school, you can track one way or another if you want to do more small animals or large animals. Um, I was fortunate because I got to do a mixed animal uh, a rotation. I got out and did mixed animals, so we did pretty much everything. And then when I bought my first hospital, we would work on pretty much everything. Uh, you know, we saw. Uh, plenty of lizards, uh, well, reptiles, birds. Um, we saw cats, horses, llamas, um, uh, some some wildlife. Uh, we would do some rehab, rehabilitation with those, and also dogs and cats. And, and that's all, kind of the fun thing about veterinary medicine because you don't know what's going to be walking through the door. Uh, it's uh, it could be it keeps things know. exciting, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So. Well, you know, another thing about about the veterinarians, I've noticed that the successful ones are not only do you have to have the education, the technical and professional expertise and knowledge, but you and you touched on this earlier. You have to have empathy. Right. It's very important that you because you're dealing you're you're dealing with with helpless uh, animals that can't communicate. You're dealing with very sensitive and emotional owners. Right. So right. you almost have to be a psychologist when you're dealing with a critically sick animal or a terminal situation. Why don't you touch on that? Yeah, it's, um, uh, we kind of liken it more towards um, pediatrics. You know, mm-hmm. somebody brings in an infant that can't speak or uh, can barely communicate. And so we're relying a lot on the owners uh, because, the, you know, they can give us a history and uh, tell us what they found or see going on with a patient and uh uh, so that really gets us started there. So we have to you know, be good listeners and, uh, you know, communicators with them so we can get an accurate history. And uh, then we start working on the patient. And then so then that's where the, the physical exam, um, uh, you know, where you have to know uh, not only anatomy, but also uh, uh, behavioral uh, things, you know, what a dog does uh, when it's uh, upset is a little bit different than what a kitty cat does or uh, what a, a bull or a horse does. So it's uh, you kind of have to, you know, read into it what, you know, they're doing. And so um, some of it's experience, some of, some of it's innate where you, like I said, you're very, uh, you have to be very empathetic. Well, if a person is like moving new to area, you know the kind of growth we have here in Metro Atlanta. Uh, what do they need to know uh, when, when they're looking for a veterinarian and they have no idea who's in the area and that type of thing? Um, well, I guess the first thing I would do is try to um, take the, your, you know, you can check around, you know, and see uh, there are a lot of places, you know, especially now with Facebook and places like uh, uh, websites that, uh, uh, or uh, social media that you can check with that. And uh, sometimes you can uh, get some good clues on who to check with. Um, 
I always uh, tell people when they're moving away or if they're um, moving into the area is to um, have just a routine visit first because you don't want to meet your veterinarian on an emergency basis. I'm going to ask you to hold that thought because I see we're up against a break. Folks, you're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show with Dr. Steve and Fairchild of Sprayberry Animal Clinic. We'll be right back after this break. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearchus, and if you just join us, you've been listening to Dr. Stephen Fairchild from Spurberry Animal Hospital out in East Cobb, uh, helping us out, giving us tips and advice. And we were ju- right in the middle of talking uh, before the break there, doctor, about if somebody's moving new to the area and they don't know anybody, what, what, what's the best advice you can give them what they need to look for when choosing a veterinarian clinic? Well, uh, I was, we we're saying that probably the best thing um, would be to, uh, you know, uh, set up a routine um, appointment with uh, your, you know, the prospective vet. Um, and before that, uh, I'm just going to back up a bit. You know, make sure uh, uh, well the veterinarian you go to is going to be treating the kind of pet you have too. If you know, if you've got an iguana, uh, you don't want to walk into some place that uh, doesn't do reptiles. And uh, right. uh, same with birds. Um, um, and they're. Um, some some vets there. I know there's uh, one vet. Uh, I think his name is Wayne Rush. That uh, all he pretty much does is English bulldogs, and he's great at it. Oh so my goodness! So they specialize to that point. Sometimes they can get to that point. So and uh, so it's one of those things. Um, uh, if you've got a, 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 a pet, you know you want to make sure that they're going to be able to be seen. That 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 uh, uh, that vet, vet hospital is going to be able to take good care of them. And how important is it to develop a relationship with one vet in lieu of a group? Um, I, well, as being a dad too, I always I've, I was with a, a, a pediatric group, and there is one uh, doctor I really liked, and um, uh, but I always uh, I always like to uh, you know uh, get in good with the other ones too, just in case he wasn't there, and so I think uh, it's um, you know one of those things where. Uh, you can't. Uh, that one vet's never going to be there all the 24 hours, you know, uh, 24/7, all the time for you. They're going to be, you know, taking vacations. They're going to have family things come up. So it's always a good idea to have uh, get also get in with more than one of the the, the people there. So. How many doctors are at your clinic? Right now we have six. Okay. Um, uh, so and um, like I said, it's uh, we've got a variety of personalities, uh, and so that's one thing you do want to. Um, uh, you know, see, some uh, they want to check out as well. Um, uh, my personality is different from the other ones, obviously, and uh, so and some people like that. Uh, some people uh, like a more of a straight, uh, matter-of-fact uh, way of, uh, you know, they don't want to uh, 
uh, have anybody, you know, cuddling, coddling, things like this. And, uh, you know, it's so it's a really important uh, uh, that you can communicate and feel comfortable talking with your vet. Um, so, and again, I would say uh, when you make that first visit, make it a routine visit. Don't, you don't want to be going there when you've got uh, an emergency or something uh, that's really uh, uh, it's stressful and you, you, you feel like you're kind of your back's against the wall and you don't have any choices. So you want to be able to go in and uh, make some decisions and, you know, see if you, you feel comfortable with a veterinary or the, the veterinary hospital you're, you're, you've chosen. You know, kind of piggyback on that a little bit too is, is, how about pet insurance that's, you know, come around a lot in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it something you recommend if you do? How does that work? Um, there are quite, when I started out, um, there were no veterinary uh, insurance companies. And that was back in 85. Now there are quite a few. Um, uh, when they first came out, yet they were kind of a little bit shady. Some, sometimes uh, they weren't covering what they were needed to so uh they weren't the best thing i did not recommend them now they have um several that are actually pretty good and so you need to check them out um and you know some uh depending on what patient kind of dog you've got if you've got an english bulldog with there are a lot of uh medical uh uh, or anatomical problems uh with these uh with that breed where they're going to be seen by the vet a lot uh there are a lot of insurance companies are going to charge you a little bit a little bit or a lot more uh, uh, to uh, insure them. Uh, whereas if you have a mutt that's uh, pretty healthy, uh, your premiums could go down, and um, so you're going to be paying less. So you, ch- you really need to check out those uh, those places before you get started. read a good article years ago about some guy that was checking out all the insurance companies, and he was so frustrated because of all the fine print and everything that was going on that he finally just said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, become my own insurer. And so he starts a savings account for his dog and uh, basically did an automatic draw for out of his uh, checking account for 50 bucks a month. And he would set money, money and that was his, uh, you know, that was the, uh, his uh, uh, premium that, that he was paying every month. And he would set it aside. And uh, so he never saw it out coming out. Um, and he said, by the time the dog's, uh, you know, eight or nine years of age, I'm going to have a few thousand dollars in there. So um, if I've got a, uh, medical problem I can pull that out and you know at the end of the day guess who gets to keep all that money so um so, so. or that they can spend that money on the next dog when, yeah they can, <laughs> they the can. Dog so that could be the other way too so he said um uh, but you had to have the, the self-discipline to go ahead and do that okay and then uh there's some of the procedures now are a lot more expensive than they used to be uh they you know they do uh, a lot of cancer treatment they do radiation they do uh, uh some uh, amazing surgeries now but they do you know are done by specialists and they do cost a pretty penny so it's one of those things where uh it's just like insurance for us that's when it usually saves you is when you've uh, you've got a good insurance plan so so they'll pay it off same kind of thing you get your co-pays you get your deductibles to right. meet those type of things and right. and usually what'll happen is that uh, uh you you will end up paying but you're uh send it off to the the insurance company and they they reimburse you too so there are a few that are out there um i'm not going to say any, name any names because i really don't endorse any of them some people like them and it's on the rise now because um it's just like with like with human medicine, the costs are up, and it's uh, it makes it a little bit uh, easier to make some decisions because, and at, at the end of the day, it's always hard when you've got a life set threat, a life saving procedure that you can do for a patient, but they can't afford it, and there's just no way around it. And you know, some we we try to sometimes cut corners and things like that to help people, but 
Sometimes it sometimes it ends up uh, make uh, you have, they end up making other decisions because uh, they can't afford it. So, so. Have they ever have you found that they have caps too? Where you know, listen, this surgery is just going to be so much money to save a dog's life yeah. that you know, hey, we only cover up to a certain amount on some yeah, of these so procedures. Far, well, since we uh, the, uh, since the owner deals with the insurance company, we don't. Okay, so we uh, the, uh, that's the so they they I'm sure they are, there are the, those things, but I've I've not really researched those. Well, you know what I was wondering, you know, like we had Nick, one of our VPs, in here before the show, and we we're chatting, and he's got a two year old. They haven't got a pet yet in their family, but he knows when that child gets a little bit older, they're gonna they're gonna want a pet. What should people consider before choosing a type of pet? A dog, a cat, an exotic. What what, what advice do you have for people who just don't know what might be the best pet for them? Yeah, I mean that's it's a great question. Um, it depends on your uh, living situation. Obviously, if you've got a one-bedroom uh, apartment, you know, you're not going to get a Great Dane. Um, that's going to be um, th- there's there's no room and there's no backyard to play on things like this. Um, that would be a better thing for uh, especially if we're at a really small apartment or a small home to uh, get a small pocket pet like you know gir- um, uh, guinea pigs or uh, birds or things like that. Um, so it depends on um, you know what kind of space you have available for what kind of uh, uh, you know animal you're going to be. And I getting. would think how much time you have, free time you have, because Absolute. a pet requires time, doesn't it? it? it they really do. It's it's uh, it's one of those things where uh, if they don't get the time they need, um, uh, you're going to develop some. They're you're going to get some behavioral problems because they're going to get bored. They're going to get anxious. Um, uh, you know, it's it's one of the, the for their mental health too. It, you want to be able to spend enough time with it. So, I remember we were talking with him too. He said, "Right uh, now, he had a two-year-old. That's all he could handle, and that's wise because last thing you want to do is get you know if you're already up to your neck, you know, with handling a job and taking care of a small child, yeah, you, know, you don't want the pet to be just a kind of an afterthought. So it's uh, yeah. so it's uh, uh, but yeah, it's um, and some. Uh, you know, obviously, if you've got some reptiles or things like that, you don't have to spend a lot of time with them or birds, right. things like that. Where, right. Whereas um, dogs, um, there's, you're going to be spending a lot more time with them. Um, and, of course, if you're into horses or things like this, you're going to be spending a lot more time with them to, to take care of them. So. You know, the other thing we're not talking about is the cats, right? I mean, I, I used to. You were a cat guy at one I, time. Well, it's funny that because I, I really was not a By cat association. guy. By association. Yeah, and I uh, met my my wife that what became my wife and she had two cats and I'm just going, Oh my God, I'm going to be taking allergy medicine for the rest of my life if I marry her. And, and what I found was actually if you keep it clean or whatever, I didn't have a whole lot of problems with the cats, but there is a certain part to a cat that is nice too. I mean, just if you don't have that time, I mean, you can leave them for literally days at a time and they're going to be okay. Um, so just just understanding that too, I think with people understanding the amount of time that they spend with them, I think cats can be a, a really good option. And then some people just love cats, right? They're you had a cat people. that like lived forever, didn't you? I had one. Well, we had two, and we <laughs> I had senior citizen cats, and I mean from the beginning, I, I was thinking this cat's gonna be dead. The first one, you know, right away, and it just kept living and living and made it to twenty three. The other wow. one made it to twenty one. Right. So. They were around a long time, and you didn't expect it. Yeah, and that's, uh, medicine's gotten that good where we're seeing, you know, cats get way up in their, you know, they get into their early 20s. Um, and I'm the same way. Uh, my wife, um, uh, Scott, we've got a cat, and he's about 18 right now. And then I've got a stepson that moved in, and so we've got a step cat now, is what we call him. And, uh, and so the nice thing about them is you don't have to, you know, you're not going to take them out for walks or, you know, play around with them. Uh, they kind of... Uh, 
cats have a different attitude. It's their house. They let you stay there where the dogs are just <laughs> right. the opposite. Um, but we, uh, like I said, I, and I'm allergic to cats um, and uh, just take Allegra for breakfast every morning. Um, um, but they both sleep on our bed and uh, that's how it is. And, uh, but but we, when we go for a trip, um, we can have somebody just come in, change litter box, change that. Uh, the cats are perfectly fine with that. Uh, and when they got, get back, they get, we get a cold shoulder for about a day. And then after that, everything's <laughs> fine. It's okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They are, it is interesting, the, the difference between a cat and a dog. There is, yeah. there is, there is a, lot, a big difference in them. But, again, and, you start to appreciate a cat once you have one. I know a lot of people, oh, man, I hate cats or whatever. You, once they have them, you know, they're, they're, there's, there's, there's things to love about why cats. You, why don't you sh- share a few pearls of wisdom about Teddy? Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, no, I got a, I got a shih tzu now and. Man, has he been a, a piece of work, and he's, he's finally getting a little bit better. But uh, yeah, Teddy's, uh, you know, he, he's he's good with the kids. He uh, he's more durable than I ever thought a Shih Tzu would be with my two young kids. Um, I was thinking maybe a little bigger dog would have been a little more appropriate with the young kids. I tried to get you kids. on a German Shepherd, but you didn't bite. <laughs> well. Listen, no I, I, let's not kid ourselves. I didn't make this decision. So um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm stuck with Teddy. But Teddy is very loyal, and he is getting a little bit better, Jim. So Teddy we'll taking care of the furniture better than he did in the beginning? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, all that's a little bit better. The chewing is not. I mean, we we dealt with that for a long time with him. How but old is he now? He's, he's, he's about three. Okay, he did, so just Just turned right. three. So he's... It took a little longer than I think a lot of puppies to kind of get out of the puppy mode, but um, once we got him out now, he he is doing a lot better, and um, a lot of the problems that we were dealing with. Have well, and that's kind of another what we were talking about getting a pet too. You know, if uh, if you're getting a puppy or a kitten, you're going to have to spend a lot more time to start off with. Whereas sometimes if you do a rescue or an older pet, they've already been trained or. Um, and hopefully, just they don't have any bad habits already instilled, so that sometimes you don't have to go through the, uh, uh, you know, getting them out and getting them potty trained and things like that too. So if you don't have that time with that, do you recommend rescues? I know a lot of people I've known uh, have had problems with rescues from not knowing the history and that type of thing. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I I've never bought a, a dog or a cat just because I've rescued everything. It's one of those things where. Um, I like the rescues because there are lots, they're just, you know, millions of homeless animals out there. Uh, but it's kind of like panning for gold. It's kind of like you're going to, you, you can find things, you know, f- find pets that have a lot of baggage, that have some bad habits or, uh, um, you know, even medical problems, things like this, and it's not, gonna good, not a good fit. So that's one of those things where you really have to uh, do some research with them to find out what you want um, and what you can handle. Um, but I, it, I, I really like the the rescue uh, situation. We even give a discount uh, a lot of times for the first exam when the uh, rescue is coming in. It doesn't matter sometimes even if, if it's a, from a shelter or, you know, somebody they found, you know, a kitten on the side of the road in a box or something like that. We'll give them a little bit of break just for being a good Samaritan, things like that. So. Well, how do you know if your, your your pet's at a healthy weight? How do you know what's the appropriate food? How do you know when it needs that dental cleaning or a blood test or whatever? How about... Those are things that are always a mystery to me. How, how do you know? You just do an annual, annual exam or what? Well, annual, yeah, I definitely. That's uh, definitely rely on your veterinarian for that. I mean, you can um, uh, uh, get a lot from them, and we're always willing to talk about uh, all those aspects. And that's the thing with uh, like it's just again like pediatrics. We you have to know kind of like a different um, um, 
all, all different aspects of what uh, you know a pet needs. But it even turns into geriatrics because as they get older, then their needs and uh, their testing uh, change as well. But um, uh, you know, that's uh, the veterinarian is a good. We uh, knows what kind of diet you're going to need for you know what kind of uh, uh, size pet, what um, you know uh, species, um, uh, what breed. Uh, and uh, as, as uh, pets get older, we'll know what kind of uh, blood blood work and uh, lab work will need, needs to be done. Uh, dental cleaning, uh, yeah, because we also fall in the category. Most of us uh, are uh, also do dentist, dentistry, um, you know. And um, like I said, uh, vets have do lots where a lot of times with human medicine, there's a lot of specialization. Like when I go to my general practitioner, he's going to send me to a dermatologist or to uh, allergist or to orthopedist or things like that. And so, um, whereas we, a lot of times we're saying we're doing eye work. You know, I can see a pet's eyes one, one minute. I'm looking at the teeth of another pet later on. And then we're talking about nutrition for uh, an older pet later on. And then seeing a, you know, a cat with diabetes. And then, so, uh, we kind of run mm-hmm. the gamut, um, of what we can do Amazing. and what we know. So, um, so it's now, of course there are specialists that are out there. So, you know, I, we, know our limits too so if it gets to a point where it's like you know something needs radiation uh, treatment or uh, chemotherapy or uh, special orthopedic surgery something like that um they're definitely we're lucky in the atlanta area to have those all over you know they're around the corner so uh, when i was out in the country we had to do a lot of our you know stuff uh, and we got uga too athens right you got athens and uh i'll put in a plug for auburn too auburn's got a great Mm -hmm. vet school down Mm -hmm. the down the road so it's not that far away to uh so uh, yeah, so we've got some great vet schools to go to, but um, and we've got some uh, good specialists uh, in this area too. So. You know, you brought it up just briefly, talked about it, but on the diet side, you know, things have really changed on the food side, definitely with dogs. I, I mean, people Absolutely. are, you know, they're they're using really good food now, keeping it in the fridge. Um, the old days, dry food, wet food. I mean, what what are your thoughts on the wet food versus dry food, and then just kind of right. some of the newer stuff that's out there now? Yeah, when I was a kid, we there was Purina, and that was it. Okay, right. and it was, and then Alpo came out, and it was like, oh my gosh, we got you know, some other stuff. So now there, there's so many that's hard to keep up with them. Uh, there are prescription diets. There are all kinds of things going out there. So, um, I'm kind of. Um, and then they, they've got, and then we've got the really, really fancy, high-priced diets now too. Then that you know, some of the places will be, you know, you got to feed our diet, or you know, because it's don't, you know, it's it's all natural, all this, all that, um, and it also tends to be about four or five times more expensive than the other ones. <laughs> and so, of course, Teddy needs that. Of course, absolutely. But um, yeah. but so um, but it's one of those things where uh, some of the, you know, I I stay away from really the generic foods, but sometimes it doesn't have to have, you know some uh, actor's picture on it or something like that to be a good food. Um, there, um, I, I say go with the upper quality food, um, dry or canned. I personally don't like canned food. I just don't, don't like it in my refrigerator, but my cats eat dry and they love it. Um, but sometimes if you need to have a cat that's got some uh, problems with, uh, you know, kidney problems, things like that, where they need to be more hydrated, they need more uh, uh, moisture, more fluid in them. So I'll, I'll go with more of the canned food. But uh, the most part, my theory, my way of look, looking at it is, is if I find a food, food that's um, you're you're feeding, and you come in, you say I'm feeding this, I'll say, well, how are the stools? They look great. 
the coat looks good. They're feeling good. They're uh, they they're a happy dog, and they're eating it, and it's in your budget. I'm not going to change the food. Okay, I'm just just be on a whim. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and consequently, it could be if it's a high price food, but it's just it's just not agreeing with your pet and something like this. I'm going to say let's go ahead and do a gradual change and try something else. It doesn't have to be that expensive, but it's just you know it's uh, and it go if if it fits your pet. It's just like an individual, like you know. Um, I love Italian food. I can eat it all day long. If I get something a lot spicier, if I go Cajun or Mexican, it's gonna, I'm, it's gonna, uh, I'm gonna pay for it later on. So there's mm-hmm. some things I stay away from. It's because my constitution is like that, and a lot of pets right. have sensitivities, right. and uh, right. uh, they uh, uh, have, to have to find the kind of the right diet. And once you find it. I don't like to change it. So. Right. You know, yeah. Dan, I just want to touch on something. You know, uh, when I was a kid, of course, that was a long time ago. We lived across the street from the Flintstones. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny how things were with pets. When I was a kid, every people had a dog, and the dog just ran the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Okay? It, it was in everybody's yard. Every, the dogs were everywhere, right? I, there was, I had there, one. You, you hardly everywhere. ever had a dog on a leash. Oh, yeah. You put the gravy train out there in a dish. You left it alone. You didn't worry about heartworm medicine or flea and yeah. tick medicine. You worried about you, garbage day right, and right. when the dog was in heat. <laughs> exactly. Those were the two things exactly. you Exactly. And, and, you know, you gave the dog scraps and bo- ham bones and everything else. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny the way things have changed. Now, pets are just like uh, treated like humans. Oh, my and, gosh. They got the, you know, you can go get them a massage or, you know, yeah, the, take d- them the to The dental it. cleaning. Yeah. Has I mean, Teddy had his first dental cleaning yet? You know, I don't think so, but he could <laughs> use it because he's got some pretty bad breath. He gets into some pretty bad stuff. <laughs> he needs to have a little dental bone every morning. They don't clean Te- his teeth. Te- you know, the funniest thing about Teddy, Teddy will eat anything. And I mean anything. He is food-driven for everything. You know, my green egg, I'll get this charred stuff. And right. i got to... Put it down, and he'll he'll lick that thing like he's licking an ice cream cone. Are you telling me Teddy doesn't cone. have a sense of subject stomach? He, he he will eat literally eat anything. Yeah, wow, wow. But yeah, so I mean, th- th- to your point, things have definitely changed. It's amazing, I, yeah. I mean, the amount of money spent on animals. I mean, if you did that stuff, and you might know how much money is spent, but. I, it's just got to be astronomical, even compared to 10 years ago or let's say 20 years ago. Now, I bet you the average pet, it, it, I mean, people are spending 10 times the money over the lifetime on, on these pets that they Absolutely. used to. Um, it, it, it's, it, and and my, my, my mother just lost one of her two dogs and and she immediately had to go get another one and just the prices for these dogs there's even doggy daycare there's doggy daycare but the prices <laughs> for these dogs these pure breeds i mean the same dog that cost when i was you know 25 years ago um might have cost three or four hundred dollars is now three or four thousand dollars so i've i've noticed that as well right and that's uh, sometimes that's so uh, with the improved genetics and things like that's because uh, people are spending more to make sure that there's a better breed but uh, yeah, it's just, but more more than anything, that's uh, they become family, uh, and uh, you know, uh, yeah. in my grandfather's time, you know, you know, if the if the bill was over twenty bucks, you know, they were going to take it out back and shoot it, okay, <laughs> or it was going to run away. That's what they tell the the, the kids. <laughs> um, but uh, now it's it, it's nothing for people to drop ten, twenty, thirty thousand uh, dollars, you know, then. Um, and we had I had one patient. It was he had uh, he was 17, 18 years of age. But he the the sun rose and set in this dog in the family, and he was family, and uh, he was being treated for two different types of cancer. Yeah. And um, yeah. so, yeah, uh, wow. Well, I tell you what, I hate to interrupt you again, doctor, but we're up against a break. 
You're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearchus, and Dr. Stephen Fairchild with Sprayberry Animal Hospital will be right back after this short break. Don't go away because he's got more tips and advice just for you. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins, and I'm Jim Nearchus. And if you're just joining us, we've been having uh, quite a pleasant discussion with Dr. Stephen Fairchild of Sprayberry Animal Hospital out in East Cobb. And um, Dan, it's been a good conversation, right? You were talking about the break. You thought it was a lot of good information coming across. Yeah, I think these are the kind of things that people you know, are interested in and, and sometimes getting some good knowledge on some food for your your pet people don't know i i remember the wet versus dry i mean that's Alpo. been that, that's been the question for years right i mean you <laughs> hear pet owners talk about it one way or the other i like so. the dry because i think it keeps the, a lot of the plaque off their teeth compared to just always give them soft food but that's just my perception you know yeah well i'm not the expert on that one, no Jim. no but anyway um doctor what about uh emergencies uh let's talk about emergencies because it seems like uh we see popping up these 24 hours seven day a week uh emergency clinics popping up like when the when when somebody's uh, vet clinic is not open maybe on a weekend or a holiday and what's the best way to handle emergencies you got any you got any thoughts on that well um like that's uh that's one thing when you are checking out your uh, uh new uh veterinary hospital if you were looking for that do does your vet hospital take emergencies um uh like we always um uh we have people walk in with an emergency we don't turn them away if it's something we can handle okay so it's uh, uh sometimes i have to wait a little bit longer it's just like emergency room in the human hospital if it's a little broken toenail you might be there for an hour um uh, if you know if you just got hit by a car we're going to be right on top of it so um you see you know, that's one thing you want to find out from your veterinarian but there are quite a few veterinary hospitals um during covid we actually had quite a few fold um, I don't know why uh, or what, what's behind that, but uh, uh, it became uh, uh, veterinary care and uh, emergency care became a big thing because there a lot of uh, vet hospitals were, were closing and, um, or shutting down or they were you know, kind of uh, doing a lot of the social distancing, uh, something we uh, fortunately didn't have to do. We would, uh, but we, uh, but uh, there are a lot of different emergency hospitals. Uh, I guess I would, uh, we, there are a number of them in this area. Uh, and you just want to make sure that wherever you're going, that they've got, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's not, not if it's going to be a true emergency, 
may, may not be just an urgent care like a cough or this or that. It just happens to be on the weekend or after hours. Uh, so uh, there, like I said, there are quite a few. There's uh, one that called Veg that's up in Alpharetta. Um, Blue Pearl's got one in uh, Sandy Springs. Um, uh, I think there's, uh, uh, there's another one called Dogwood that's close by. Uh, so there are a lot of places have it. Um, uh, most veterinarians in this area don't do their own emergencies um, uh, just because of these emergency hospitals uh, uh, for the simple fact that it would, you would have to really hire an extra staff with that. But more importantly, um, a, ver- a veterinary hospital that's doing an uh, emergency hospital uh, is going to be open throughout the night, and uh, so it, it's not going to be a matter of somebody's going to give them some shots and put them in a cage and six hours later when they open back up they're going to be there so uh, it's, that's not the best medicine and the best care uh, a lot of these places are check you know they've got you know staff that are checking on your pa- the patient you know at least every 15 minutes uh, they're they're set up to give oxygen and iv fluids mm-hmm. and they've got surgeons on uh, a call to do emergency uh, surgery things like that so um, again this area uh we're blessed to have the emergency hospitals we have, but when I was up in Aversham County, we did all our emergencies, and that was everything from you know delivering calves to colicky horses to you know dogs getting hit by cars. There was always somebody on call, and but there we didn't have the same facilities too, so it wasn't the best medicine, but it's the best we had up there. So, mm-hmm. well, I'll tell you what, Jim, another story you may remember about old Teddy. We had him for about three months, mm-hmm. and I told you this dog eats anything, right? And yeah. he must have swallowed something, and he's like, you know, ah, he's making noises, and Angela's just, you know, freaking out about it. And we sent him to the, one of these emergency ones $2,000 later, and I, I feel like the old dad where I was like, the next time that $2,000 may be going towards <laughs> the next dog. Because <laughs> you're going right. to pay. I mean, you are going to pay on the you emergency. And, 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 and I get it. You got to do that, right? I mean, right. if you're staffing somebody to you know be there all night or whatever right it, it's normal I, I mean they're not ripping anybody right. off by doing it well you know before the show ends i want you to talk to us about the so-called puppy meals and why they're a problem uh, first of all explain right. to people what a puppy mill is so they may not get what i'm talking about yeah there uh, we uh, there um we see that a lot out in the, the country where uh there are play and uh but there are a number of that around here too um uh, where people are um breeding animals just to sell. Uh, they don't care about the quality of the medicine uh, they're getting. They don't care about uh, the quality of the genetics or what kind of product is out there. Uh, they'll just find out whatever breed tends to be the most popular at that time. Um, and they're going to just uh, breed and breed and breed. And it doesn't matter if uh, uh, it's, you know, uh, how the genetics go if they're breeding uh father to daughter or, you know, uh, litter mates together. And uh, so you're going to get an inferior uh, bloodline. You're also going to, uh, if they're not, uh, they're not going to put any money into it because they're only looking at the dollar signs. Uh, so you're probably going to get something that's going to be more likely to have uh, diseases or uh, 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 that's going to affect their health. Um, so it's the uh, USDA, the Department of Agriculture is supposed to uh, be trying to uh, keep an eye on those and they can shut them down if they've got people are raising more litters or more puppies or kittens uh, per uh, uh, year then they're you know they're they're going to you know they're considered a breeder and so somebody from the USDA is usually supposed to check on them that being said you know if you're way outside of Atlanta that's it, it might not happen a lot um, 
So it is one, and then there some of these uh, uh, puppy mills also send a lot of puppies to different stores that all they do is sell uh, sell pets. And again, it's um, the problem with that is it's just, if it's all about the dollar signs, uh, the people buying them are going to suffer. But more importantly, the uh, it just the, the the pets the animals are not taken good uh, care of. And so it's uh, it's it, it is a problem, and there are, you know definitely I would not recommend um, going to stores that only sell pets just just uh, you know uh, they're for uh, just just to make the money. Um, uh, a good breeder is not only in it for it, it, they're, they're actually their their definition would be when they breed uh, two pet, two animals together. They are trying to improve the genetics and the, and the quality of the animal that's coming out, that it's going to be healthier, it's going to be a better animal. And that's, that's the pride of most the good breeders, okay? Uh, if you're, they're just breeding just to sell, just to keep open, uh, just to, you know, for the dollar signs, that's, that's not what it's about. So. Wow. Wow. Well. We want to avoid those puppy mills, don't we? Maybe well, maybe avoid those pet shops that are just selling animals. Well, that's right. The I mean, the, the, the pet shops, you can see sometimes. I mean, you don't even have to be a vet to go in there sometimes and see. They don't look real healthy, some of them. <laughs> you know, and they and they want like $6,500 for these dogs, you know. You're setting your, your family up, you know, especially yeah. your kids. Yeah. You, know, right. you get, get right. a sick animal, and then you come in, and then yeah. uh, and then you're spending more money on right. it, and you can't take care right. of it, and then that's uh, – uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's bad for everyone. So. Well, Dr. Fairchild, we're at the end of the show. I want to thank you for coming. Dr. Stephen Fairchild of Sprayberry Animal Clinic. How do folks get in touch with you if they want to get in touch with the clinic? Uh, well, we are, uh, our address is uh, 2135 Post Oak Trip Road in, um, in uh, uh, Marietta, Georgia. Um, our, we've got a website, uh, sprayberryanimalhospital.com. And uh, our phone number is 770-977-8300. Um, uh, like I said, uh, we'd be glad to talk to anybody. And like I said, uh, uh, we've got a, a variety of uh, veterinarians there that all are really, really good. We've got a great staff. Um, um, it'll, we enjoy what we're doing. Uh, and that, I think that's where why we stay so busy, because people realize that we really yes. care what, what, what we're doing. Absolutely. Dan Watkins, All Four Seasons Garage Entry Doors. Thank you for sponsoring the All Four Seasons Home Show and making it possible every week. Folks, have a great week, and don't forget to turn in next Saturday morning at 9 with another great show. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.